Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Confused Breakfast Podcast. Do you remember the pure joy of a trip to the Riddy, to the Riddy, <laughs> to the video rental store as a kid? The excitement of walking down the aisles, browsing the names and the artwork, and finally deciding on the movie you were going to take home with you. Sure, it's hard to beat the ease of the modern era and streaming platforms where you don't even have to leave your house, but there was something truly special about making that trip as a child, picking a movie out by hand, and wondering why the clerk keeps looking at your hat and laughing during checkout. (laughs) On this podcast, we revisit and dissect some of our favorite childhood movies from that magical era to see if they still move us the way they did as kids. I'm your host, Mike Schulte, and joining me as always, two men that I will refer to forever as Squints and Yeah Yeah. I'll let you figure out who's who. Sean Pryor and AJ. Vince, how the heck are you guys? Yeah, yeah. I don't of know. Of course. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm the great Hamby now. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I'm an, honestly, I'm probably, I'm probably Paladoris and yeah, yeah, put together. I'm, Gotta be honest. I'm, I'm, I'm probably Squints, and I just watch Mike all the time. Just watching. Nope. Oiling and lotioning, and <laughs> lotioning and oiling. I do his that before beard. the podcast, man. <laughs> his beard, oh. <laughs> that was not what I had in mind, you know. AJ does the yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, from yeah, the okay. recent podcast. So oh yeah, yeah. That's where I was going yeah, with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Sean has glasses. He wasn't in the CEO, CEO mode yet. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> well, you know what we always do when we get started here? We do review time, but. I had someone ask us why we always start the episodes off with reviews and voicemails, and I wanted to give a description of that. There's two reasons. One, maybe you're new to the podcast, right? We want you to know that you're joining a cool community of people who love classic movies and who very much enjoy this podcast. 100%. It's a safe place to be. It is. Two... We are very appreciative of everybody, and I mean, we've been asking you to leave voicemails and reviews, and you've been doing it, so we have to honor that. We have to, we have to immortalize you on recording, so... I really don't think it's that hard. It's our due diligence, yeah. and and yeah. like I mean, we, we will put the ones that are, that are negative up on there too. Hundred percent. We, we will talk about the negative reviews of of our show because yeah. we we want we're not we're an unbiased program here. Yeah. And we want you to uh, enjoy, no matter what, no no matter what a bias you prescribe to. I also I also love like how we how we exist in people's minds' eyes. Yeah. So we've been most of the time it's it's we are three nerds when some sort of a love triangle yep. Yep. in the basement <laughs> and there's there's snacks around. Yeah. So that's kind of the the gist. We like to know what you think about us. Yeah, exactly. How you picture us doing this. Yep. <laughs> well let's start it up. It's review time. Review time. <laughs> This is from Ali Mo says, makes me feel like I'm 10 years old again. Loving the podcast, found out about it while scrolling through TikTok, and I'm so glad it popped up on my FYU page. You know what that means? Or for you page? For you page. Yeah, for you page. Yeah, yeah. 
This podcast takes me back to the days of my youth when me and my brother would watch Three Ninjas over and over and make fun of the way Emily says, did I hear your new name is Aki? (laughs) (laughs) Keep up the good work, guys. I'm telling my friends about the podcast. Thank you so much. Sweet. Thank you. Fantastic review. That's always the best thing you can do for us is just tell your friends how much fun you have listening to it. And you can do that on your Apple podcast review, or you can do that on Facebook like our friend uh, Lucian Starkiller. He's been been very active in our Facebook group. He left, left us a review that says, I first found you guys on TikTok a couple months ago. They were very funny clips, so I decided to find you on my app I use for podcasts, which is called Pocket Cast. Nice. Sorry that's not Apple, so I can't rate you, but if I could, I would give it five karate chops. Damn. I'm all yeah. caught up now, and I think my favorite was, was Lethal Weapon, and obviously the last couple minutes of The Price is Right. <laughs> if you are new to the podcast, go back and listen to The Price is Right at yeah. the end. Uh, looking forward to new stuff. Hopefully, Point Break, Dazed and Confused, Sandlot, Goodfellas, and Tommy Boy are in the pipeline. Wow. This is from a while back. Yeah. We already hit Days of Confused and today is saying a lot. Hey, how about that? <laughs> two, two off that list. Goodfellas, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm stoked about that. Yeah. It's going to be fun, man. So leave us a review if you can. And also, you can call us and leave a voicemail. That's a fun thing we've been doing. You can let out that anger and frustration like today's voicemailer is mm-hmm. going to do. 319 804 9596. Let's hear what today's caller has to say, shall we? Okay. Yes. Uh, hello, boys. Uh, yeah, my name is Eric. My fake name's Chris. I got a couple complaints, a couple things that are rubbing me the wrong way. So for one, I went through a lot of therapy after uh, my childhood. I really loved video games a lot. I was the guy pulling for Mortal Kombat. I had all my friends coming over to my house before we went to go watch the movie. We went. It was a raging, raging success. It was an absolute banger. Of a movie, which put me in a terrible predicament when the sequel came out, and uh, I defended it. I told them that even though they're hopping into little gerbil balls and going around the earth inside of these little pipes cool. and, and everything, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. this is going somewhere. And even though there's terrible CGI in the very end of the first movie, I mean, like an entire amazing movie and just ruined with a five second, your soul belonged to me, you know, all that stuff. With uh, oh my gosh, I just. I couldn't live that down, and then eventually I came around and I realized this is a spectacular movie, and it ruined the entire franchise for me. I quit playing the video games. I uh, was inconsolable, and you triggered me. You brought that all that back, and so now here I am listening to you guys week after week in my gym, rage listening to you, and it doesn't even matter if you're talking about Uncle Buck this week. I'm still hung up on Mortal Kombat, and I will be. I am. Uh, you have stunted my growth. As a forty-year-old man, I will die. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is Eric again. I got cut off. Uh, <laughs> you know, I was like, oh, yeah, we both had some stuff there that we didn't mean. But anyways, keep up the good podcast. Uh, I'm going to leave you a star and a rating because I don't really do that stuff. But I feel that I owe it as a way to make amends to you uh, and make peace of the world. And I wish you guys nothing but continued success. And I hope that uh, that life continues to treat you with the mediocrity that you deserve. And uh, namaste. How dare you? What a lovely, namaste. lovely man. Uh-huh. That was fantastic. <laughs> well, there's a lot to unpack there, <laughs> much like with your childhood and everything, apparently. But that's, you know, we aren't those people. That's a whole nother that's podcast. That's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> um, but however, I know exactly what you're talking about with like watching and waiting for that second one to come around. And you're like, you're you're convincing yourself oh, yeah. that it's good and it's worth it and it's 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 worthy of your love of that franchise yeah. and just coming to terms. The signs were there at the end of number one. Yeah, you should have know. known better. I know. <laughs> and and you're like, well, at least they got Robin Shoe back and all that. And you're just like, nope. 
it didn't come around. And you're, you're right. The hamster balls, you're just like, what is happening? Why is why is Atlasphere <laughs> coming through again in Mortal Kombat 2? I get it, man. We I remember watching the sequel at my mom's taekwondo studio, and it was like it was like uh, movie night for the the kids who who went there that she taught at. And uh, we sat down to watch it, and I just rem- I, I remember being like so fucking stoked for it. Like the music came on, that's badass. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> then when you know, then when not Raiden, even though he's a great actor in the second one, I can't. It's not Raiden. It's I can't remember his name, but James Remar. James James Remar <laughs> wasn't Raiden. Great actor, <laughs> horrible horrible Raiden. <laughs> Oh my God! And then once he came on, I, I just remember seeing all of those kids' smiles just fold back up <laughs> into just like a frown, and like, okay, let's let's go play basketball, or something. <laughs> yeah. I, you know? It's just like, oh yeah. boy! But is it is it a fun movie? Yes. Yes. Oh I, yeah. I was really hyped until I heard the guys in uh, B- BMX gear for the ro- the ninja robots, <laughs> yep. and I heard I heard the. Whoop, whoop, when they put their arms up, I was like, "I'm done. I'm, I'm out. out. I'm out." <laughs> yep, that's it, dude. We feel you, man, and 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 that's why we're such a great community here. You can call us and tell us your thoughts about stuff like that. Just it's a safe place. Yeah, call us up three one nine eight zero four ninety five ninety six. And the last final way to support us and join our community is we got a Patreon. You go on there. We got amazing perks for you to show your support to us. Voting on upcoming uh, movie topics, access to weekly episodes that are just for you. Patreon.com slash Confused Breakfast. Uh, we always honor our top our top patrons man they're the best dane joel tony b jordan nick marula joseph kenziuk alicia camden griffith francisco rivera cameron J, kirlana big big andy bud larson anita richard hilarious <laughs> travis hunziker brian hernandez nick fulkerson kale james senior frog and mr and mrs roommate <laughs> hey all right you guys are the best and we very very much appreciate you and our thank community. you guys You're appreciate it Oh, we should just put a clip after. Actually, you're right. Yep. Okay, done deal. <laughs> okay, wait right. for next episode, just, guys. Just you're the best. I'm done. <laughs> and then moving along. Yep. All right. So, I, hey, no more time. Like we said, we do a quick little bit in the beginning. We yeah. invite you into our community, and then it's game That's time. That's it. Enough fucking bullshit. It is time to introduce today's movie. On this episode, we're going to discuss one of the absolute best movies in multiple categories, including summer, sports, and coming of age. A movie that has taught us about PF Flyers, The Great Bambino, Chewing Tobacco, S'mores, How to Properly Insult Another Kid, The Importance of Lotioning and Oiling, and perhaps most importantly, this movie taught us about the preciousness of time spent with your friends as kids. And how to kiss a woman. How to kiss a woman. Good. Yeah. And long. (laughs) (laughs) We are, of course, talking about 1993's The Sandlot. Oh, that song is so great. So good. Love it. Before we get started with the full movie breakdown, as always, we like to hook you up with some pertinent, important background info on the movie. Sean, take it away. Shawnee P. Shawnee Pertinent. That's right. Let's do this. Produced by Mark Berg, Dale De La Torre, and William S. Gilmore. It's going to be fun this round. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, Written by David Mickey Evans and Robert Gunter. Gunter. Music by David Newman, cinematography by Anthony B. Richard, casting by Sherry Rhodes, production design by Chester Kaczynski, something Polish, Um, directed by David Mickey Evans himself, uh, also directed Radio Flyer, uncredited though, Um, the final season, which is about um, a baseball team here in Norway, Iowa, Uh, The Sandlot 2, and First Kid, among many others. Uh, The cast, Tom Geary, Mike Vitar. Viter, 
Art Lafleur, Patrick Renna, Chauncey Laparty, Marty York, Brandon Quinton Adams, Grant Yelt, Shane Oba Obadinsinski, Victor Dematia, Demadia, Dennis Leary, Karen Allen, Marley Shelton, and James Earl Motherfucking Jones. Yeah, go. The film was based off of a real experience uh, by director and co-writer David Mickey Evans. Evans grew up playing baseball in the summer, and his brother tried to win a spotlight in the neighborhood baseball game by retrieving the ball that had been hit over a fence. Evans' brother encountered a dog named Hercules that actually bit his brother on his way back over the fence. Uh, the film's original title was actually supposed to be The Boys of Summer, which is actually a fucking I really great title. Like that title. Yeah. Honestly, that's like the art version of this movie's title. Yeah. yeah. And I, I'll get into it later, but I think this movie is like a more of an art movie yeah. to me uh, rather than just like just any old kids movie. But uh, but Evans had to change the title due to a book title having the same name, which all which was also about baseball and a song and a great and song. A but Don Henley didn't like, give a fuck. He's like, hell yeah, yeah, I love this yeah. movie. Hell Whatever. yeah. <laughs> uh, <I love> this. <laughs> the director originally had. I love the movie you haven't written. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whenever there's a movie about this, Don Henley. <laughs> Don Henley, yeah. the director. I'm wearing a shirt right now. Oh, yeah, you are, yeah. Oh, damn, I didn't even notice that. Don Henley. Big fan. <laughs> Don Henley. <laughs> Fucking asshole. <laughs> I didn't like that joke at all. Wow. Well, prove it. <laughs> <laughs> You're lucky it's your birthday. The director originally had intended on casting nine to ten-year-old kids, but quickly realized they needed older kids instead, so he kind of just went like one year above. He's like yeah. 11 to 12 to 13. Ain't nobody. That's about what it takes when you're trying to get the right. Yeah. That's like 9 to 10 is like they don't listen, and then right when they hit 11, they, they kind of have a listening ear. Yeah. Um, that's what I hear. The hardest part to cast was Ham. At the last minute, Patrick Renna came to audition, and the producers ex- expedited the actor to Salt Lake City. David Mickey Evans had Tom Geary, Smalls, and Mike Vitor Benny meet uh, and hang out before the rest of the cast to get them to feel like best friends. And so when they arrived on set to like meet all the other kids, which who actually bonded like right away, um, they like all the other kids uh, looking at uh, Benny and uh, Smalls. They thought that they were like they had been they friends had for a long time. Right. That's okay. a great director move. Yeah, huh? absolutely. Uh, the film mostly shot in and around Salt Lake City, Utah, in 42 days. Utah had a huge heat wave during filming, which is pertinent to uh, it being based in the San Fernando Valley at the time. Yep. Ironically, the the pool scene in this movie was like 42 degrees <laughs> the out. The one day. And so when you see like Squints chattering his teeth, it's for real. <laughs> That's so um, awesome. The film was released on April 7th, 1993 and grossed $4 million on its opening weekend with a budget of $7 million. The film went on to make $34.3 million. Mm. And that's what I got for now. Well, hell yeah. Uh, you know, we move on from Sean's little dealio. We like to give you a sense of, you know, this movie's all about nostalgia, right? But how does that nostalgia rate against real life modern day? So first, we right. got to dive into that nostalgia meter. Uh, we talk about the first time we saw the movie and what we thought about it and what our rating was. AJ, you remember the first time you saw this one? So, you know, you know how you guys always give me crap about how I always see movies? It's either a family affair or... I come in at the middle of it at TBS. Well, this is actually a fun little mix of that. And we have the clamshell like VHS of this. However, it never went to the beginning. N- no one was ever kind enough to rewind. Okay. <laughs> so it was always started. It always started like um, with with Smalls, young Smalls. Yep. yep. Kind of figuring his asking his dad how to, to, to play. That's cast. just always when asking it started. Bill. That's yep. where it always started. Rewatching this. 
I was like, I've never seen the That's opening. That's so of this weird, movie. AJ. Nice. I can't believe you didn't see the beginning. Yeah, of the movie. I know it's really shocking, guys. <laughs> wow. But how do I go own... back to every single episode we've ever done, and it's exactly like how AJ? What's your first experience? <laughs> oh, well, I never saw the beginning of it till now. <laughs> how, how, my my thing is like how how on earth. I owned the movie, but I was just so impatient that I never let it go to the beginning. Hey, for those listening that maybe never had a VCR, I mean, we're talking a solid five minutes to rewind that thing, and that (laughs) is way too long to wait. And I'm just saying, like, I I don't know. I never saw him walking into the stadium. (laughs) I don't remember that. Like, nothing. I don't remember. I don't remember. Did you second guess yourself? Be like, is did did I hit the right one? I I I thought I was like, I was like, oh, is this when he starts talking and he's about to be watching Benny? And then it goes into like his little, I don't know. Oh, look at me! I'm a sports announcer. Longest (laughs) flashback ever, you know that kind of a thing. But no, like I don't know. I don't know why. And then I never see. I never saw the little pickup game that their team's playing. Yeah, it's fucking wild, bro. This is. But this was a great movie. I loved it and. I honestly, when I was a kid, I wanted to watch this all the time. So I'd have to say this was like a, an 8.5. Nice. What about you, Sean? Yeah, well, honestly, it's good that I'm going next because it's kind of similar story. I d- have seen the, like the, the first 10 minutes of this film, but like maybe the first five minutes was cut off for me. And so the way that I watched this was like we used to rip shit off of TV oh, yeah. all the time with, with VHS. <laughs> and I remember the film starting out with Radio Flyer, actually, which is kind of weird because the director, uncredited, directed that as well. Oh, yeah. uh, but I remember like the first scene of that, it was like Tom Hanks and his little boy like walking down the street with like a, the wagon or whatever. Yep. And then it cut immediately to uh, him, him all grown squints or uh, Smalls all grown up in the announcer. And uh, then it like faded into them yep. in the song. Hop, hop. Ah, you know, right into that. So I kind of missed that too. But yeah, just like AJ, I wanted to watch this movie all the time and I would probably give it an eight back then. Mm. Yeah. I was 11 when this came out. So this was like right in my wheelhouse. Right, yeah. Those kids were the same age as me. Um, and I did really like the movie. It was definitely a VHS rental. We would always go rent this one, but it wasn't like the one that you got every other time. You get it like once a year. Be like, oh yeah, Sandlot, that's great. Mm-hmm. Lo- definitely loved it as a kid, but I was more of a... a I had a bad spell with baseball. In fact, you know, a Patreon episode. Let's talk about our experiences with baseball and sports as okay. a young kid. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you all about that story. But I had a bad run-in in the baseball world, and then I think I just checked out of wanting to be a baseball player. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I moved on more to, like, Mighty Ducks is mm-hmm. where I'm like, yeah, this is my sports movie. But okay. but overall, like, really great movie. It was just a flat seven like, oh, this is whenever it's on, I'll watch it. Yeah. Okay. But didn't actively go, this is my favorite movie by any means. Yeah. So, okay. so we'll, Sweet. We'll, we'll talk about that on the Patreon. Oh, yeah. be fun. Oh, God. So, <laughs> um, much, so much sports in my life. I oh, know. man. <laughs> we'll be like, Sean, oh, what, what, what was your childhood sports like? Uh, I, I watched my friends play one time, and that okay. was it. Walking around. <laughs> I, was, I, watched the, I watched them play uh, one time, but then I got really hot because I was wearing full full black shirt and, yep. and black baggy jeans. And I don't know if you guys ever played the sport of uh, dressing up like the cr- <laughs> like Brandon Lee and the Crow and just walking around your house. Damn, that's a sport. Did you guys ever <laughs> play that competitiveness? That, that overcoat must get really hot. I had summer. a trench coat. <laughs> I had a trench coat, and I got in big trouble for it because of the whole... Yep. Um, the whole the whole shooting that oh happened. yeah, yeah. The, the Columbine thing yeah, yeah. that's yeah uh, you that was wanna... a workout for me too man wow <laughs> well t- tune into the Patreon if you want to hear that one tomorrow but uh, before we get into the full film review scene by scene AJ always does some research for us hooks us up with the ratings and reviews of the critics at the time when this came out. What do you got, AJ? You know what I'm starting with. Three, two, one. The, the tomato, tomato meter. meter. We love it. Yeah, we fucking nailed it. Dude. Yeah, we're so good at this now. 
so on the tomato meter, uh, the Sandlot comes in critical reviews sixty three percent. Yeah, I'm gonna need a drink after that number. Um, sixty three percent from from critics, but the audience score um, came in higher eighty nine percent. Oh right. So uh, like it. audiences really liked it uh, a lot more. If we move over to uh, IMDb, this is uh, seven point eight. You are AJ. Thank you. Out of ten, and uh, fifty five on Metascore. Hmm. Okay. Uh, well, let's get some positivity in our lives here, quick. Please, okay. Love it, dude. Um, let's do that first, and then I'll move over to some critical shiz. Ten out of ten. If you rate this less than ten stars, who hurt you? Wow. <laughs> SRT Point Man on December 26th, 2019. This is the quintessential movie for kids and adults alike. For adults, it brings back memories of a simpler time when you played with your friends until dusk. For kids, it's a reminder that there's more to life than playing video games. Everyone can enjoy this movie. Honestly, one of the greatest family movies ever made. Nailed it. Cool. Pretty big. Wow, there's some good people in the world. Yeah, there is. There is. Um, but hey, don't don't knock on indoor kids. We're fine. Yeah. Okay. We're... Don't. don't hey, the indoor kid next to me really likes this movie. Yeah, you're right. I love so, it, man. Just saying. <laughs> I, I loved watching people be outside. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what it's man, like. Man, they look like they're having fun. <laughs> oh man. Ugh. When when you used to watch, when, back to <laughs> the crow, I go. When you used to watch them outside, was it like I pictured the blinds that you could twist? <laughs> but I pictured that you just pull one up and just stare out from your I'm dark room. All the benefits. You're so you're some sort of John Lovitz in that. <laughs> With the curtain. <laughs> All right, continue, AJ. 10 out of 10 for baseball fans and fans of childhood. <laughs> I'm a big fan. By Lisa FWGO1, July 31st of 2008. A great time to watch that movie. Yeah. I have watched this movie every time I have come across it. It really is that good. If you, like me, grew up in that area, you simply can't help being caught up in the, st- in the nostalgia and this simple but perfectly written movie. Hell yeah. All right, so I'll give you some criticals real quick. The Sandlot lays down life's little lessons with the feathery touch of, of, a, sacri- of a sacrifice bunt. During the ball retrieving <laughs> scenes, as, as the gang learns to work as a team off the field, the movie never loses its quick pace or its sense of fun. Uh, old baseball wisdom. The best teams win with strong fundamentals. Mm. Fundamentals. Fundamentals. Fun- fundamentals. <laughs> Emphasis on the fun. <laughs> you bet. Um, uh, Raj. Raj. Okay. Ryan. Okay. Here he comes. Yeah. The Chicago Home Sun, run, Sun I Time. bet. 75 out of 100. Uh, okay. These days, too many children's movies are infected with the, by the virus of winning, as if kids are nothing more than underage pro athletes and the values of Vince Lombardi prevail. It's not how you play the game but whether you win or lose. This is a movie that breaks with that tradition that allows its kids to be kids that shows them in the insular world of the imagination and dreaming that children create and create entirely apart from adult domains. Mm. Okay, Raj. Thank you, Raj. Raj. Thanks, Raj. Okay. All right. Negativity land. Here we go. There has to be some negative ones. I've just got a couple here uh, and they're short and sweet. Uh, 33, the Seattle post intelligencer, uh, (laughs) which is, Something I've never heard of. Okay. Neither have I. It's defunct now, I bet. <laughs> the Sandlot is so exploitive of the myth of baseball and rings, so false as a nostalgia piece, and is so unfunny as a comedy that it makes the Bad News Bears look like Pride of the Yankees. Are they saying Bad News Bears is a bad movie? 
Uh, like it's a bad movie, but they make it look good. Wow. Yeah. So they just don't like baseball. Yeah, they're just not baseball. Guys. Or no, as to quote Sean, which should be a shirt someday, you just don't like joy. You just don't like joy. <laughs> yeah. it I should love it. It should be a shirt someday. <laughs> USA Today, Mike Clark gave it a 25 out of 100. A baseball nostalgia piece all weirded out by flashes of supernatural horror. This early what? 60s remembrance <laughs> is like sitting through a double bill of Field of Dreams and the Goonies. And apparently that's a bad thing. What, oh, wait, hold on. This guy doesn't want to watch Field of Dreams followed by Goonies? Yeah, apparently he doesn't want I, that. We don't, like, wh- what? Yeah. This person sucks. <laughs> Just don't like joy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. This is the uh, only number one, or only one out of ten star review that I got to give you, okay? Am I missing something? <laughs> March 20th of 20, uh, 2004. Uh, war- warnings contain spoilers. Oh, contain spoiler. <laughs> Thank you very much. Because as we know, everyone goes to IMDb before they watch they're a movie. Trying, they're trying to save our day. Good yeah. God. I view this movie on the enthusiastic recommendation from friends. Based on that and the great comments on IMDb, I guess I don't get it. My wife and I both thought this was possibly one of the worst movies we had ever seen. The boys' acting was wooden and terrible. The story was ridiculous. Maybe if you were six or seven years old, it might be believable, but any adult should find this movie barely watchable. The main character can't throw a baseball to save his life until his new friend tells him to throw it like when he delivers newspapers. Then he throws it like a pro. Come on. The ragtag group easily defeats an an organized Little League team, huh? Babe Ruth appears in the friend's dream but looks like and talks like George Burns. Wasn't Joe Don Baker available? Hell yeah. All right, you got that right. Then the white junkyard owner turns out to be James Earl Jones and just happens to have a baseball signed by all the Yankees. What a pile of garbage. I think you missed the point, bro. (laughs) I just, it's so confusing to me how someone could watch that movie and come up with that. Well, who's going to watch and be like, just, just think. This couldn't possibly be real. Yeah, Babe Ruth can't show up in dreams. Yeah, no fucking shit. <laughs> Is that's the mysticism of childhood, though? Yeah. Like, especially like with a movie like The Goonies or, or this, or you know, like even f- fucking Feel the Dreams. Not even like a kids movie, but it's just. It, no one like we talk about all the time. Why, why can't you suspend your disbelief for a fucking second? This guy fucking loved Bloodsport because they told him everything that was going. <laughs> on. No, and because they said this is true, bro. This is it? Frank Dukes is real. I believe it all. I believe it all. <laughs> to, to this credit, though, anytime, <laughs> dude. Whenever I'm watching the movie, he goes based on true stories. I go, oh, Ooh. and I always like nudge my wife. Go, oh, it's based on true stories. <laughs> Ooh, look at that. Turns out that one, the name is the same, yeah. and that's based on a true story, dude. <laughs> Yeah. Actual events. It's like, yeah, we pretty much made most of it up, but uh, it's actual. Honestly, actual unless events. it's like Spielberg, it's probably not based on yeah. true events. No, no. <laughs> fuck that guy. Well, is that it, AJ? That's all I got, there, friends. I, yeah, that's all I got. Well, before we get started, I want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Cedar Ridge Distillery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As this podcast started to catch on, we had numerous companies reaching out to us about being a sponsor, but we knew we wanted to partner with a somebody local, and we knew we wanted to rep a product that we actually did use and love, not like 
Ballcleaner.com. Like, <laughs> I don't need that. My balls are clean. <laughs> they're they're doing just fine. I could I could use that. But, but a damn dude drink a lot of Cedar Ridge. So <laughs> partnering up with Cedar Ridge was an absolute no-brainer for us. Uh, one of the fastest growing whiskey companies in America who was named Distillery of the Year in 2017, which is made right in our backyard. And we do truly love all the products from the quintessential American single malt, their whiskey collaboration with Slipknot, another Iowa staple. Yeah. And of course, the flagship bourbon, which I am drinking right now. If you're in Iowa or around the Midwest, you can likely find some at your favorite local establishments. If you want to give it a shot but are elsewhere in the country, you can order online at cedarridgewhiskey.com. Have it delivered right to your house. We really hope you make it a point to grab some of this delicious whiskey and see for yourself why we love it so much and so many other people do. And we're so proud to have them sponsoring our podcast. I mean, it's an absolute honor. So leave us a voicemail. Leave us a message. If you've never tried it and you bought some, we want to know all about it. We want to know what you think. So please drink responsibly, as always. And CedarRidgeWhiskey.com. 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 And all together now, two, three. CedarRidgeWhiskey.com <laughs> Sunday, 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 Sunday <laughs> Well boys, what do you say we put in some Big Chief chewing tobacco Grab our baseball gloves and run past the pool To see Wendy Peppercorn on our way to the Sandlot To play some ball with our best friends The best Here we go In 1962, Scott Smalls moves with his mother and stepfather Bill to a new neighborhood in California and struggles to make new friends. One afternoon, he decides to follow a group of neighborhood boys and watches them play an improvised game of baseball at a small field, which they call the Sandlot. Smalls has his chance to make friends, but his inability to catch or throw a ball makes the other players laugh at him and he leaves in embarrassment, as he should. The next day, Benny, who is the best player in the neighborhood, invites him to rejoin their game. He proceeds to give Smalls advice and helps him earn the respect of the other players and officially joins the team as a friend. Mm. Dude, such Stand By Me vibes. You think so? Right away. Just because of the narration. Yeah. yeah. And like, I, and I think it's a formula that really fucking works oh, for God, this movie, yeah. though. Like, uh, I, I'm not sure there's... I haven't watched it in a little while, but Stand By Me, if there's narration throughout the film... Uh, Unless he's like telling a story or something like that, maybe because like he's he t- tells that pie story, or whatever. But I think it works really well, and I think Dave, uh, David Mickey Evans does a fantastic job. Who is job. the director and writer? He's director also and writer, the narrator. Yeah, he right. narr- he narrates the film as well. Um, and which was a fact that I didn't know until researching this, and it's super fucking cool. Yeah, because it's such a personal story to him, yep. which I'll, I'll get in I'll get into later. But uh, I think it works really really well with this. Yeah. And in the intro, it just it just all kind of works for the yeah. intro because it's setting up. You're going okay. What like AJ yesterday? Like oh, what is this? I don't even understand what's happening. And then you're like, oh, this is the guy. And oh, there's a photo. Oh, he's going to tell us this cool story. Yeah. And it really immediately draws you in. Go okay. Well, what's the biggest pickle they've ever been in? Like I don't understand. This is going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just even watching this for the hundredth time, you're like, yeah, here we go. Mm-hmm. Let's do this. It's yeah, gonna be awesome. Man. And I had a similar experience. I moved. With a month left in school, I moved from St. Louis, Missouri to Cedar Rapids, Iowa in my seventh grade year. So I was a little older than them, but that really sucks, man. You automatically like, feel weird, I bet. You're, you're on, and you don't have enough time to make friends at school. Yeah. And, and like, you just now you're in your neighborhood. You're like, okay, uh, 
Yeah, make make hey, friends the hard way. Hey, kid. Oh, shoot. You know, like it's yeah. just it's just a weird thing, and it really captures that so well of the like, oh shit, I don't know what I'm doing here, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and that's a really the most important thing in your life at that point is like having friends and his mom's really pushing it on him. And he's like, I don't know how, I don't know what to do. This is so weird. So I thought it was amazing. Yeah. Especially not being in school and everything, you know, you like, even if you tried to make friends in school, which is also impossible. Like, uh, I mean, in that aspect anyway, um, like you see them every day at least, you know, so you have a chance every day and summer you're just like, well, I guess I'll go to the, pool and see who i can see you know yeah be the awkward kids sitting in the pool staring at people (laughs) (laughs) in a crow shirt and trench coat (laughs) (laughs) only darkness prevails you're in the pool (laughs) it's sunny out kid i need it for my knees (laughs) my knees are arthritic at 10 years old i I understand that So, I'll be honest with you, like the his his opening narrative, like this time, uh, it, like kind of gave me it gave me goosebumps, man. It was re- it's really wonderful, mm-hmm. like it's really good. And he's talking about like his like the most imp- like one of the most important summers and like the biggest pickle that we'd ever been in. And I love like the reference because yeah, yeah, gets into a pickle at that point too, and they're like pickup game that they're playing or whatnot. And like I, I just I was like, yeah, this is this is great. You know, finally seeing it yeah. for the first time. <laughs> finally, like, oh, this is a cool movie. It's it like screams to like the production design and everything like that. It feels like the '60s. Yeah, is like, that a, is that a thing they did to make it look that way? The I way think it, so. Like even like I noticed watching it for the second time for this show, uh, it, like the U-Haul was like a different, yes, like it was yes. like a different looking, yeah, and like all the cars, obviously, it just in the clothes and the music. The music definitely yeah. puts you right there. Totally. Um, Obviously, none of us have ever been there, but like it's, it feels like that. But like we are all of the generation of where we didn't have cell phones or like video games to like really do. I mean, we kind of had video games, I guess, but we had mostly like riding our bikes or, or summertime like was summer, outside, summertime dude. bullshit, like going mm-hmm. to the pool with your buddies and stuff like that. And so totally. I think that's why it's it hits so hard right away. Yep. And like I right away, I'm just like, yep, I don't care what happens. Cool. Here we go. Yep. And they do a really good job of setting up Smalls as a complete fucking nerd. Too. Yeah. Like <laughs> they do such a great job of that with like the erector set and that god awful hat that he oh has. I mean, well, we got to talk about the we hat. We got to talk about the hat because yeah. and and if we're, t- if we're not to maybe blow it too early here, but if we're gonna k- take one thing. I feel like I still yeah. want it to be that hat. Are you going the hat? <laughs> I almost want that hat. Or the hat that he gets from Benny. But yes. No, okay, you're you're picking that hat. I'm picking that hat. Though. What are you picking of this movie, Sean? I'm picking Hercules. You can take Hercules. <laughs> maybe maybe with you. he's maybe he's not necessarily a prop, but I want fucking I want Hercules so bad. <laughs> yeah. We'll get into it later, but I I got kind of emotional <laughs> watching this movie. Well, yeah. Um I used to have a mastiff, but yeah, we'll, we'll, oh, okay. we'll get there. The I would take uh, Wendy Peppercorn's whistle. Fuck. Oh, yeah. You would. <laughs> just yeah, smell dude. it and lick it. Just it just smells like coconut oil. <laughs> now, with that hat, I, I mean, like, I have never seen a hat like that in my entire life. And yeah. I had to even just go, okay, what, why is this a thing? Did you and look a, it up? Yeah. And apparently, it's just, it was for fishermen. It, it, it was meant to just be an extra far out bill to really <laughs> yeah. protect your face. It was a legit fishing hat, like back then. It was before they came up with. Like the all-around hat that yeah. was floppy, and yeah. like, oh, this will be really cool because then you can just turn it kind of with the sun, and yeah. 
I mean, the fact they even found that, and then the fact that he's wearing that, thinking it's an acceptable thing. <laughs> yeah. He takes his. I had one of those plastic gloves. Did you? Like he talks okay, about. I was going to ask about that. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is that? It's like a. It's a children's toy. It's it's for it's for like a wiffle ball. You know, like there's no. It's not oh. leather. It's made out of plastic. It's not meant to catch a baseball with. Yeah. And I, I mean, I had one as like a four-year-old. Yeah. So that just goes to show Smalls. He's just out. He of it. got a glove when he was probably four, and then never played sports. Yeah. Ever from that moment until till now, he's like, oh, I got a glove. And, and he's, Uncle yeah. probably bought it for him. It's like, hey, kid, here's a uh, come here, on, play sports, set. please. I want you to play baseball. I'm gonna force it on you. Yeah. And I think, I think too that maybe he got that. Uh, that was his dad's hat. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of how I was like, not Dennis too. Leary, but like his dad. Yeah, his his real dad or whatever. Yeah, because his dad was probably an L seven weenie too, probably. just like him. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> that brings me to Bill, and we got to talk. Well, Dennis one, one, one more thing on the hat, real quick, okay. is, is that uh, I know that the actor he uh, wants that hat so like it, they've talked about like the props that they kept from the film and everything, and he wants that hat so bad, but apparently it's in like the MLB. Oh, like yeah, it's in, the, shit. it's in the ba- Hall of Fame baseball hall. Are you yeah, serious? yeah, and so he, oh I mean, God. I obviously, I don't think they I could ever give it to him. Let him have that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, who are you? But again? not even, not even the character who wore it could can get it. So. That's why you got to steal that shit and yeah, go. I dude, don't know what happened dude, to that. Yeah. Hit up Nick Cage, National Treasure. I page. wanted the hat. None of us asked. Wanted the baseball, the Babe Ruth ball, or the yeah, murderer right. throw ball. Right. Wow. Okay. <laughs> nope. We are nerds. I could buy that. Okay. James Earl Jones glasses. Yeah. Okay. Pretty cool. Wait, why is he wearing glasses? If, never mind. All right. Um, we're gonna- wow. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. So people don't we'll see get his, there. His, no. Okay, okay guys. Uh, so, oh, <laughs> so the going back to his relationship though with Bill, I love it. Is such a timid like relationship he has, and like Dennis Leary, this like he's he is he would be an intimidating stepdad. You know what I mean? Like they, the cast were intimidated face. by him. Was that right? Yeah. Oh, I, I think it would be. He doesn't. He doesn't come off like as a mean dude in this movie, but he does come out. He does kind of come off like, yeah, no, I'll, I'll teach you how to play catch and yeah. everything. He's like, but let's just keep it on a first name basis and, and no eye contact. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> all right, sounds good. <laughs> That's how it was. <laughs> well, yeah, even like him sneaking into like his trophy room or whatever, and like just yeah. like sneaking a peek and stuff like that. I, I don't. You guys haven't had stepdads, have you? No. Okay. So Not yeah. Hell no. <laughs> Jesus. All right. <laughs> you guys are sick. <laughs> <laughs> Man. All right. <laughs> wow. You're my first friend I know that had a stepdad. <laughs> Make fun of him, dude. <laughs> now it's weird if your parents are still together. Yeah. No shit. <laughs> um, but no, it's 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 like a weird thing. Like, in to- like he's his performance, and actually, like uh, Tom Geary was like not like not like Smalls whatsoever. He was kind of like a. He was he like was into sports. He was a pretty good athlete. Right? Yeah, like yeah. He, he he. I think he was like uh, they said he was like a taekwondo master oh, by Jesus. the by the time they filmed this shit. Jesus. So it was like damn. But he does portray that like that innocent like he did, he wanting did. to be cool with with the new guy with with mom's new new thing, uh, very 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 well. And Karen Allen. Karen Allen's fantastic, Ugh. and it always reminds me of how great she is. Oh, so good. <clears throat> she just seems like such an awesome, loving mother. Mm-hmm. It, and she she just passed like maybe three or four she years really? ago, oh, something like that. Yeah, she oh she's so R. good R. in everything that she's in. R.I.P. I think yeah. I saw I think I saw um, Raiders of the Lost Ark before I saw this. Mm. 
I was like, oh, that's the lady that does all those water shots. Because like, I didn't know that she was shooting like vodka in Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> oh, that's that lady. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. I, why, did, why are you drinking water oh. in such small cups? But, but De- Dennis Leary was such a weird choice for me as, as the dad. Because I picture him as like the Dennis Leary that we know. Yeah, but yeah. it was only like his second role in a film. Hmm. Really? And so he was just an unknown guy that said, okay, whatever, I'll just play this role. But he played it really well, though, like with the – he. Some people could argue that maybe he did care, but I just think he just didn't care because he never actually offered any like advice to him on how to play baseball. He just yeah. kept saying, eye on the ball, eye on the ball. Like that doesn't, if you're not a natural athletic kid, <laughs> saying keep your eye on the ball does nothing to teach me how to play baseball. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he just offers no teaching and coaching whatsoever. Well, can we just enact a rule right now that if a kid doesn't know how to throw a baseball, that you drop everything and fucking teach them right then and there how to throw a fucking ball like especially i don't know i don't know like a a, a a male kid like if he doesn't know how to throw a ball he's he's not gonna know how to like kick a ball he's not gonna know how to like do stuff in recess he's not gonna know how to like anything okay but let me at least ask you this like this is a real question because you were an indoor kid, right? Yeah, uh, I, mean, my, my, I mean, kind of. Yeah. Okay, so so same thing for my for the, my for band, the sake of the bit. Yes, my <laughs> band my band member Mason, the singer for the band, is 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 not an athletic person. He he, he only he said the only reason he's going to run is if he's being chased. Okay. He's not. He doesn't run for fun. <laughs> yeah. Never has. I don't do that. But like that guy knows how to throw a baseball. Okay. I feel like it's a, you've seen little kids just like go. Oh, okay. You take your arm back and you just throw it. Okay, so it went way over there. Well, next time I'll do it. I just feel like can you throw a baseball? Yeah, absolutely. Like like for some reason sports things I'm just I'm just like have a natural. I'm not like good, yeah. but I, I like know how to do it, you know, like but a football or something. You can throw a baseball, right? Yeah. Isn't isn't it sort of a natural thing that it's, it's everyone like, can sort of do? Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's like this innate sense of of things like dogs know how to drink water the right way yeah. with their tongue. Because that's just how they do it. I think everybody is actually ingrained with like how you actually should throw a baseball. Most people are, and then like, and then you have a few people that aren't. Apparently, Smalls is one of them. That's something I just didn't buy in this movie. Yeah. The, the the fact that he didn't even know how to even just because when he does that first throw, big props to Tom Geary for figuring out how to make that look so bad. Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> not even like it didn't even go a foot. It just like went into the ground. Well, yeah, it's like it's like great actors know how to make it look like they don't know how to act or something. <laughs> yeah, so definitely. It's like yeah, that sure. same idea. He must. Damn, he's a good actor. Yeah, he's like, he must be really great at baseball. <laughs> he even did the like he put his throwing foot forward. Yeah, yeah. Was, <laughs> <laughs> but but that's all wrong. <laughs> but that leads into the the biggest problem I have with the movie logistically, right? Okay. Is like he's single-handedly the worst athlete in the world at this point. Like mm-hmm. the way he threw that ball, he doesn't. He knows nothing and is not teachable. But hey, how about this, Willie Wiggins? I, just, I, was, Days why, confused. I was just gonna bring. Okay, this up. he did not know how to play whatsoever. Right. I mean, like, and it, they couldn't even teach him. I mean, obvious. I mean, like they they could teach him like the the moves, but you know, like like you said in the in the in the review, they cut. Right to a real guy first. I mean, like there might be those people out there who just don't but, don't so have then, it. So then, to play off of what you just said, if that is indeed true, and this kid has zero athletic ability in his body, all it took was for <laughs> Benny to say, "Hold your glove in the air," and the most perfect hit of all time. Is it a confidence booster that all of a sudden now he thinks he he catches that ball and then throws it like fifty yards? Yeah, but then he tell, he does tell him to like throw it like like he threw a newspaper or whatever, which is like 
I get that you, I get that people don't buy it or you whatever. You should know, like that's yeah. what people's arms do. Like yeah, throw it like true. a fucking newspaper. That's true. Yeah. Like that, if, yeah. <laughs> if I'm nitpicking anything, I just hate how how everyone hates Smalls. And they yeah. can see he's the worst player ever, but then he catches it and throws the ball back, and they all go, oh, okay, he's pretty good. Yeah. He's on our team. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, no, <laughs> it doesn't work that way as kids, man. I've got to say, like, there's there's a couple of points where he's, like, walking up there, and and my I had the big problem when he's walking up and, like, talking to himself, don't be a goofus. Don't be, be a, a goofus. goofus. <laughs> Don't be a goofus. And you're just like, what the fuck is a goofus? You are a nerd. You man. are a like, goofus, dude. You can't you can't take that away. You're not swearing in front of anybody. It's like <laughs> But um the other thing though, I think maybe one of the funniest moments is when he decides like, I'm just I'm I'm not gonna I no, no, I can't throw it. I'm just gonna run it on up to the pitcher. Hoops <laughs> <laughs> it all the way up there, what and there's God's like, name is he doing? "What the fuck is he doing, man?" You know, dude, you're absolutely right. I think of <laughs> I think of so some funny. of the most embarrassing moments in movies where it affects you on a personal level. You go, <laughs> yeah. "Thank God, that's me." I think of I think of Swingers when he makes those voicemail calls. Oh my swingers. God, dude. Like, it, it it makes my skin crawl. <laughs> to Heather and, Graham of all people, <laughs> isn't it Heather Graham? Yeah, I, it might. No, this was a totally random girl that you okay, yeah, met. Yeah. But this is the same thing. This is the like. Can you imagine the Ugh. embarrassment of yeah. running? <laughs> and he knows. He knows that he's doing the wrong thing by running this ball in. But he's like, here, here yeah. you go. Here he's you like, go. This isn't right. Here you go. <laughs> but he does it anyway. He, <laughs> he chose the embarrassment of running the ball in. <laughs> over the embarrassment of trying to throw a ball. <laughs> he had to make that choice. <laughs> he made that conscious decision. <laughs> well, I like when he he goes to the baseball game. It's I'm, I'm just thinking, like, to me, the, the 50s, when you didn't have a bike, you sprinted your ass off to wherever you needed to go because he's just, like, gets out of the house and he's like, Ew. yeah, like, oh, right yeah. down the street. He's like, you don't even want to, like, stop and, like, look at, like, what, store no. or something like that? No. You are gone, just dude. Du- just done. I also really like, well, the narration says that they didn't even play a game. They just like yeah. practiced and, and like threw it to bases, and it was just like a an endless game. And I'm just like, well, just kind of, or like an endless dream game is what right. the narration says. And I'm just like, well, that's kind of childhood right there in a nutshell, you know. <laughs> like especially like having a look into this movie, like the the biggest pickle we've ever been into. It's a snapshot of of this guy's summer that he had, and I'm just like, well, that dream game is just like that dream moment for him too and uh i just thought that was really cool and it was like almost the beginning of the film I'm like oh that kind of wraps it all up for me honestly yeah it's a it's such a cool alternative to how often do you how often do you think of like when you're a kid that you're you're supposed to play competitively and these guys know that they're a team right so instead of them playing well let's split up into like four and four and we'll play this game uh, and and we'll we'll see who wins. Yeah. Instead, they're like, no, we're a team. We're going to play this, and we're just we're we're practicing. Mm-hmm. That's what they do all day. And everybody plays the same position every yep. game. They're all their own position. Yep. They have like a lineup. Yep. And nothing changes. This is like this is what we do. And they're like that's why I thought it was actually so great to see them playing against another team. Yeah. Right. In the very beginning, you know, uh, they're they're playing against other kids. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of like this experience or whatever. Everyone's out there and watching them and everything. I just thought that was a cool thing. Like it's an endless practice for them, mm-hmm. you know. He's the, and they even said they don't even keep score. No, they, they just, don't yep. keep score. It's just about like making sure you get it done. Yep. Like do your job 
at that role, and that's what we celebrate, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And they're running drills and give each other shit. It's so much fun to watch. Yeah. It, it, the, the group of kids is is. We'll we'll get there as we like learn, yeah. learn oh, more yeah. about them and everything, but they are perfect. All right, moving along. One day when catcher Ham hits a home run into an adjacent backyard, Smalls attempts to retrieve the ball, but is stopped by the other boys because of the beast that lives in the backyard. That night, the boys have a camp out uh, at the nearby treehouse where Squint tells the legend of the beast, a large, aggressive English mastiff that has become a neighborhood legend for his size. Many baseballs hit into the yard over the years have been claimed by the beast, which is kept chained up by its owner, Mr. Myrtle. One particularly hot day, the boys visit the community pool in lieu of baseball. Squints has a crush on lifeguard Wendy Peppercorn and fakes drowning in order to get her to administer mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. After he awakens and kisses her, the Sandlot team is banned from the pool, but Squints' reputation is boosted. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take us back to the beginning of this as much as we want to talk about the pool scene. No, definitely. Okay. It's <laughs> got to go in order, man. Yeah. Got to go in order. <laughs> because this is like when he, he goes to try to retrieve the ball and like this is when you start to see imagination take over and they really play up the the imagination of these kids. And the the unknown to them is their imagination. And it's they they've heard these things and hear these things and they actually haven't ever seen anything and if they have they blew it out of proportion yep. in their mind's eye and that's what like in some of those reviews that people they're like there's no dogs this big and there's no babe ruth showing up in in dreams what and it's like See, well you had a perfect childhood and when we're never scared or never had like anything that you wanted to like achieve yeah in your life <laughs> You know, like, <laughs> never dreamed about doing anything bigger than just fucking writing reviews. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, did anybody read my review today on the Sandlot? <laughs> yeah. Well, and and the perfect example of this, uh, in fact, is how he's talking and describing Mr. Myrtle. It's a completely different guy. It is. Totally. And he, it works. And it's so well that they, they do that. Yeah, they don't know who he is or what they he looks no like. They have no clue what he looks like. no idea about this this human. That 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 exists only in their head to this point. Well, really. and at, at some point they even say like, "Why don't you just knock on the door to go get it?" And yeah. they're like, "Well, you can't do that. Well, He's the meanest guy yeah. in the entire world." Yeah, when really. it turns out by the end by the end, they could have just knocked on the door and gotten it. He's I actually mean. like their savior tenfold. <laughs> yeah, yes. no kidding. Uh, I, yeah, I just I just thought it was such a, a brilliant point. And then uh, the most one another iconic line. So many iconic lines come out of the uh, the camp out. Yep, camp out, uh, camp out. <laughs> so good. They the, okay. The soundtrack is wonderful in this it's movie. So fantastic. But, um, it's it's just it's all it's all great timing. And there's just a few of these awesome lines during the camp. I love how they're all just in such sync. They practice so much together. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. They know exactly what they're all gonna camp out. We gotta go do it. Yep. Great. <laughs> I mean, even if they did see the dog, it would probably like because I, I remember seeing a, a interview with David Mickey Kel, or David Mickey Evans's brother. He was saying that the dog that actually bit him looked way bigger, you know, because he's a little kid. Yes, and yeah. so like this, you gotta you gotta put yourself into these kids' shoes and just be like, yeah, that's the way it would be because like obviously like maybe some kid had seen the the beast before. 
blew it way out of proportion. It's like, it's the biggest fucking beast yeah. you've ever seen in your entire life. And so that story gets passed down by that yeah. kid. That story gets passed down by that kid. It's telephone, dude. It's what it is. It 100% is. My old neighborhood, uh, we, we, I hadn't been there in 10 years, and I, we went to drive through it, and I'm like, why is everything so small? <laughs> yeah. It fe- everything, sp- my, na- my, my best buddy was like six doors down, and it felt like I was walking a mile to get to his house, and, and we drove it in 0.1 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Going down the street, you know? It was unbelievable. I know. I know. It's everything. Everything just seems so much bigger when you're that age. Like you kind of forget about that, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, yeah. Um, I really, before these scenes started, I really had to say that I like the inclusivity of Benny. Like I got to mention that he's just kind of a saint of the group. Obviously everyone looks up to him and they, they did in real life actually too. Uh, all of the group of the cast of kids actually looked up to him, like, okay. like kind of their leader pretty much. And like w- when David, uh, the director would give them direction. He would kind of reiterate to the kids the same direction, and it's, that's kind of cool. But I like how he gives them the he's like or gives him the hat too. You know, yep. He's like, I got an extra one. Just take it. It's he like, already knew that thanks, Smalls. Benny. He already knew Smalls was going to try to make some excuses. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's the thing is like I think he already knew going into that he he had the read on him. You he know, knew right away. He knew right away. He knew that that glove he brought the first time around wasn't worth anything anyways. Like he he could tell he's like oh yeah I've got an extra glove here you go yeah and then here, at the and end ditch of it, the hat bro and then he's like oh, by the way that hat yeah ditch that I've got the other hat no right he's here. like you got a fireplace <laughs> you throw it in there burn that thing. <laughs> you put it in there but I've got a thought on that too I like Benny's just so so nice and and wants to bring everybody together yeah but if you think about it in kind of like a not like more of a sad way like I think Benny is Small's best friend but I don't think that Small's is Benny's best friend. Okay. Probably you know, not. like Smalls will forever view Benny as like that's my best friend in the entire world. But right. Benny's like, I, you know, I got a lot of friends, man. Like, yeah. you know, I, I might, I'm busy tonight with my other friends. Yeah. Kind of right, thing, right. You know, so as they grew up, you know, like Smalls probably thought of him as much more than they they really were. Yeah. I don't mean to make everybody sad, but no, no, I mean it's, it's probably true reality. I mean, that's what happens when you become a pro MLB player. I yeah. mean, I, and you it, grow that mustache. Yeah, Damn, dude. You know, that mustache. I mean, pretty badass. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like, uh, and I think right outside the like convenience store or something like that, where he first meets the group. Uh, jumping back a little bit, I think Porter is actually uh, chewing on bubblegum cigars. Yeah, which is amazing. Oh, that's right. I remember. I can taste it right now, dude. Oh, so God. good. So sugary. There, the the, the bubblegum cigars. Oh yeah, it was just a big wad of but it was pink delicious. Sugar, but you loved it as a kid. <laughs> I do love too when when uh, Smalls gets home. He's he's writing on a notepad. Baseball stuff to remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, this so, is I still do. I have a notepad. In my phone. It's like things to remember <laughs> about Sean and AJ. <laughs> yeah. Look up heavy metal music. <laughs> What's heavy metal? Okay. Oh, I know. No, I know heavy metal. Get yeah. in. Get into Refused and and act like you know. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Pretend. Like you know, you've been listening to this forever. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the camp out. I I've said it on the on the on the show before, but I love story time in movies, and it's one of the best story times in yeah. movies. That, like the Conochrome look, the black and white Conochrome fucking thing is so cool, and it's creepy. Yeah, it is, and it's it's so. And I love the performance of the guy who plays. Uh, What's his the police what? chief grandfather? Squidman's Paladorus. Squidman Paladorus. <laughs> he's been in a ton of movies. <laughs> Has he really? Squidman Paladorus. Squidman Paladorus. Yeah, he's he like I didn't even rec. I he kind of looked familiar, so I just looked up his IMDb, and it just like goes on forever. Wow. Oh, shit. Yeah. 
He's, oh I mean, God. he's 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 got to be like a B actor because, it, but like all of his <laughs> facial really reaction, he looks like Groucho Marx playing in a movie. He does. Um, but I love, and it looks like the that whole that whole look looks like it yeah. was like David Lynch took over oh, for a yeah. minute. It was just like, yeah, I'm gonna make head for a sec. But I love how uh, Ham is just like a bartender with s'mores. Yeah. Hey, Sean, <laughs> Sean, what's up? You want s'mores? What's a s'more? What s'mores? No, do you want s'mores? Some some more of what? How could, how could I have s'more if I haven't had anything? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> killing me, Smalls. Okay, <laughs> well, let's talk about Patrick Renna because yeah. so good, man. I, I think he's the best actor in this entire one hundred percent. And it, it is actually kind of weird. Sandlot was his first role, but he did some things afterwards. But he never like went on to like be a huge star or mm-hmm. anything like that. And I just, you can tell he's an absolutely incredible actor. He's just the most believable of all of them. His he lines, is. I mean, like, what's 100%. your, there's so many iconic lines from Ham Porter. I mean, oh, Killing Me Smalls is an iconic line yeah. that everyone knows and says. It is, it, is, it is pop culture definitively now. Like, it is, it is just like when people, when you say, like, Kids are going to grow up just knowing how to play yes. or knowing how to throw a ball. They're just going to throw. They're going to grow up knowing that that's a saying. Killing me, Smalls. Yeah. Do you have any other favorite ham lines of the movie? I mean, I'm the great Hambino. Um, <laughs> I ju- I just love all of his like shit talking when he's oh, yeah. It's so good and it's all ad lib too. Completely, which is even more amazing. And I even read like or saw an interview with the director. He's like, here's my secret weapon. Like I'm he like, knew right I, away he could turn to ham. Yeah, I, I needed I needed some I needed to shoot some more scenes, so I just shot him like talking shit to to batters when they were up. You know, it's like so yeah. good. Yeah, because he goes he, he, did, he goes play ball. Come on, batter, let's we got to get this over. We got a quick game. We got to get home, home for lunch. lunch. <laughs> like everything he says. If I had a dog that was as ugly as you, I'd shave his butt and teach him to walk backwards. <laughs> Oh, strike one, strike one, <laughs> two e- more. Even getting into the pool scene, which I know we're going to get into, <laughs> when he when he's Squints goes, back. I've been planning it for years. He goes, you guys, he's been planning it for years. <laughs> <laughs> Just so excited, running away. I mean, everything Ham Porter does is incredible, and I love Patrick Reno. When he hits the homer, that uh, that Smalls just goes to try to retrieve. Yes. Yeah. When he goes and does that, and he does the point, the iconic point. <laughs> that's what he's talking about. Yeah. But doesn't he? Doesn't he point? He he like points over. He moves his arm all the way from left field to right field. <laughs> Not sure where it's going to go, but but it's going. And so he gets it he gets it out there and when he smacks that thing and he's just like, "Oh, yeah, no." Oh, and yeah, yeah. Beating on he's still like, reveling oh, in his home run. Oh no, no, he hit me with the heater. The oh, heater. No. <laughs> low and sli- uh, low, low and inside just like I like it. <laughs> He's just so fucking good in that movie. <laughs> he's just getting pummeled with hats and gloves. It's just like they're so pissed, but he's just like, "That's what you get." That's You're right. He is the most natural like completely. performance of the entire yeah. thing, and, and that's it's why it's so iconic. Like it's it will never get old. No, that's why this movie. I mean, like as old as baseball. It's true. This movie's gonna last as long as that as yeah. well. And baseball has been around forever. Long time. <laughs> Forever, forever. forever. So that, that speaking of that, I, the the that whole like rush, like when uh, uh when they're like go go take a look for yeah. yourself, man, and uh, the whole rush up camera like two smalls. And he's like he's out there. Yeah. 
He's, he's down, down there. That scared the fuck out of me when I was a kid, dude. Yeah. Well, and then and then you got Squints looking like a badass, just like you bet he is. <laughs> he's <laughs> holding the bag. <laughs> and then and then the you smallest got guy in the group. Yeah. And, he's, and then you got Ham's just like whatever goes over that fence stays there. <laughs> and it's just like they're just building it up. Like every story that they tell each other, it gets yep. worse and worse. Mm-hmm. That dog gets bigger and bigger. And that you know, it's it's so funny. It's yeah. so funny. It's they so have good. entire campouts dedicated to yep. telling this new guy about it. <laughs> uh, before we get to the pool yeah. scene, um, I have to say that this is like a, a movie doesn't have this structure often whatsoever. And so we set up our main character who we think is Smalls, right? And his his kind of dilemma, he get we, the biggest pickle he's ever been in. But then we get to the cast of characters and the group that's going to show him around and everything. And the movie takes a detour and gives us like several iconic chunks of a movie, like scenes, like now we're going to get to the pool scene and then there's the next scene. Um where it's not really in the in the focus of Smalls, Smalls is at all. barely recognizable right. in some of these right. things. Right. He's like kind of a background character in some things. And so it's 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 such a weird departure that's for a movie true. to like especially a kids movie to do this. But that's why I think it falls in the art film kind of category. Well yeah. why the why the title The Boys of Summer would would have been just like the perfect oh. title. Mm-hmm. Um B O I S. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> of course, of course. Because <laughs> they're super cool. Um <laughs> But it's it's really interesting to me, and I, and I I find this the structure of this movie so fascinating, and that's I think that's why it like sticks around because it's like little. Right now we get to like little vignettes of of story just just to build character for the whole group. It really right. is, but it works so well, and it shouldn't and like, at all. And it's quick. You you couldn't remake this like in in that you couldn't so, say man. let's take this same concept and let's do it around basketball. And yeah, it just wouldn't work. I, I don't no. know. Like you say, the the scene leading directly directly to the pool scene you have squints and yeah yeah get picking up a ball from uh yeah from vincent's truck yep, yep and they're running down there they run into Wendy peppercorn and he's like come on come on he's and, and he's so dedicated to just watching her walk away <laughs> um but they get there and ham is just like this pop isn't helping it's 110 <laughs> degrees out it's too hot for baseball and 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 that's that's one of those scenes when they're all sitting on the dugout. I couldn't pick Smalls out of that. No, lineup. So he's, he's a part of the group. He's now. just a, he's just one of the. And guys. now the movie is about the group. Yes, yes. exactly. You know? I yes, think that's what's great about it. Yes, it is his baseball that we're eventually going to be seeking out. But it's because of it's this group that's going to do it. The group together. is one entity right. now. Yeah. At this later, point. later on, he becomes the catalyst for everything. Right. Again, but like. For like, I think it's three sequences. Yeah. It's just, it's just the group, and it's so fucking good. Yeah, I'm, I'm not like you guys, where you guys like to put on closed captions when mm-hmm. you rewatch. Okay, I am so anti that because I'm just like, I can't. I have to read it instead of watching what's happening. But there was one moment where I watched it. I said, "Wait, what? What did they say?" <laughs> I think I know you're talking and about. I went back and I rewound. And I put the closed <laughs> caption on. It took me like three times to get it to get back to where I wanted. And it, <laughs> yeah. scam and pool, pool honeys. honeys. <laughs> yeah. What they go? They go like, "Let's go Sprint to the pool." Was a dish. <laughs> they say S- <laughs> scam pool honeys. Like that's what they said. Scan. I want to. Th- I think it's scan. Pool honeys, but maybe the close captioning <laughs> says scam. It says scam. I know. I. It's got to be scan, right? Yeah, that's. I had to assume. Like, what are they, who so. are they scamming? But then again, you got to think back to the '60s. What does anybody scan back in the '60s? I okay. guess you know. Sure. I, I just know. thought it was hilarious. But I had right. no clue they said that. Yeah, I, I didn't either. They, they. I just thought it was 
I, I don't even know what I thought it was back in the day. <laughs> His voice is so, even so perfect to the high. How are you? Another great ham moment. <laughs> hey. like, quite literally, the most ham moment of the movie. <laughs> He's walking up. Oh, well, sexy. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, I, I remember you. I remember you. <laughs> and like, that's ad lib. There's no way. Dude, he, he, all, all of his lines seem ad lib. That's why it's so good. But that's the, are those the best actors? <laughs> the are. ones where it just feels like they just said that. Yeah. I remember just losing my shit as a kid when he would when he did the slow turn. And he yes. does a <laughs> kiss and wave. <laughs> and his voice cracks when he says it. It's perfect. It's so wonderful, man. It's so great. And then he splashes them all, makes them all get up. But then they're just, again, it's just boys being yep. boys in the pool. Just throwing each other around and just just trying to cool off. Yep, yep. So right before this, and we'll get, we'll get into it like right away too, but like you mentioned briefly the, the first inkling of Wendy Peppercorn just walking and i just yeah. have to say there goes my baby perfect fucking song yep for that when he put corn the reason i went through puberty <laughs> the reason i'm a heterosexual the reason for living honestly <laughs> i mean i think it's like literally my my first crush that i've ever had probably besides right? julia roberts because yeah. i was just like horn and i thought i was gonna marry julia roberts oh you still, still might, might. You yeah could. um but when peppercorn played by marley shelton the only other thing I've ever seen her in is Grindhouse with uh, Robert Rodriguez and Quentin Tarantino. Um, she was the nurse in that who like had like the anesthetic things and still looked fucking so good. I mean, she was like I think eighteen when she made this movie, okay. and like when it was re- when it was released, she just turned nineteen. It, it was her it was her second role, and she's done a ton of stuff, but it was mostly like you know BC level stuff. She was yeah. in Pleasantville, if you remember that. Yeah, okay. uh, she was in Bubble Boy. <laughs> That's oh, right. Yeah. Yes. So she, if you look at her, yeah, Sin City, Death Proof, uh, W. Um, so she's oh, been okay. in things, but I just don't think she ever like made a. Like a, a big big time role out of it, but yeah, she was fantastic in the movie. It's that, it's that look she gives, man, to those to the boys yeah. to squint. She knows what she's doing. She knows what she's doing. It's That's, that isn't look. that a line in the movie? She, she, she knows what she's doing. She's, she knows what she's. No, doing. she don't know what she's doing. She, yes, she does. She knows exactly <laughs> what she's doing. It, that's a that's a callback to a different movie or something. It is, yeah. It? A, it was a callback uh, to. To a Western, Cool Hand Luke. Oh, okay, ah, that's yeah, what it I is. I couldn't remember it. Yes, Cool Hand Luke, but like it's like it's like a it's like some sort of like uh, reference to that it's same idea. It's just she knows exactly what she, she doesn't know what she's doing. Oh, she knows exactly what she's doing. What we have here is failure to communicate. That's what that's from. Cool oh, okay. Yeah. Guns and Roses album. Yeah, that's on. That's the soundtrack. Right? Anyway, okay. So, yeah, right. Cool Hand yeah. Luke. Cool. <laughs> Paul Newman. It's a really good movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, I think Sean. I'm guessing me and you have seen that. There's a a really good documentary on YouTube yes. that that kind of uh, centers around a reunion that they did for the cast members, mm-hmm. like thirty year anniversary, twenty five. Yeah. Twenty five. But there's a lot of cool background stuff you get. They talk to Wendy Peppercorns, mm-hmm. um, the actress, and she says that the biggest thing she regrets is the way she dove off the platform. Yeah, yeah. Because because <laughs> she's like, I, I had one t- one try at this because once I got wet, I was wet. Yep. And she's just like, I hate the way I dove off that platform. And <laughs> you go back and watch it. It's 
pretty piss poor dive it, for a lifeguard. I don't believe it. Knees come in a little I, bit. Yeah. I just don't believe she was a real lifeguard. <laughs> it's a little awkward. You know. I'm gonna write a review about it. Yeah, I'm gonna write a review <laughs> on IMDb. I don't believe that. <laughs> I can't. No, there's no way she was a lifeguard. There's so many unbelievable parts. Babe Ruth, the dog didn't be that big. Wendy Peppercorn's dive. I just think <laughs> I scanned so many ladies when I was at the pool, and I don't remember a lifeguard ever diving off the board like that. <laughs> <laughs> Pushes up my glasses. I'll tell you what. I think it's pretty redeeming though when she pulls squints out of there. Back up, back up. I got it. I got it. She She's, does really she good. Takes yeah. command. Yeah. And this I love is it. my kid. <laughs> That's right. This is my kiss. I mean, uh, I mean, mouth to mouth. I mean, I mean, oh. <laughs> CPR. So yeah. I mean, like, what are we gonna say here? Because we did blank right? check. Right. Um, I will. I will start off by saying that uh, leading up to this moment, he was asking about this uh, kiss for like weeks on set. Yes. He's like, when are we gonna do the kiss? When are we gonna do the kiss? And when it finally came to it, the director was like, okay, we're going to do it. You're not going to purse your lips whatsoever. And if you if you stick your tongue in your mouth, you're fucking done. Yeah. Like, he was really adamant about, like, if, if there's any tongue, you're fucking done, the one dude. thing. Keep your fucking tongue in your mouth. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you can compare it to Blank Check. because Because so no. this is a different scenario. She is attempting to save his life. This was the kids doing. She was not purposely... Like, I'm however, make pervy, out with you. yes, but, uh, it's super pervy, yeah. but like, she was if that kid were dying, she would be expected to do that. It was against her will by the time it became a kiss. Okay, <laughs> this is the important thing about consent, guys. There's a point where it's <laughs> yes. where there is, and then it, there's no consent. I'm consenting to. To put my mouth on your mouth to bring you back to life, to yes. resuscitate life, and then, that's the purpose of that. And then when the drifters come on, no longer consent, not okay. whatsoever. That's what happens. And it is no, marked no, no. by that moment. Yes. And there wasn't like Wendy didn't go through the fence like they were both on one side of the fence. She's right. like, so uh, what? Seven years? Six yeah. years? Yeah. No. There was none of that. In there fact, was- I'm pretty sure like even even if like someone is dying and needs mouth-to-mouth resuscitation and this magic moment is playing, you <laughs> legally can't do it. Because it's romantic no. at that point. Right. The the look, the look she gives and the wave, like I say, yeah. Yeah. that's what makes you fall in love with Wendy Peppercorn. 100%. However, there was no, there was, there may have been eyes about like, hey, I don't like what you did, but I respect it. Yep. Okay, dude? But never again until you grow up and then we buy Vincent's Drugstore. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> which Vincent's Drugstore was actually featured in Halloween 4, which... Uh, um, and uh, 5. With, uh, uh, what's his name, who was in Days of Confused, our favorite character, uh, Don... D- Sasha... Sasha Jensen. Jensen. He was in Halloween 4, so... All right. Okay, carry on, bye. That's why I knew you love this movie, buddy. No. Well, let's move it along, shall we? Yes. <laughs> so on the 4th of July, the team plays a night game by the light of the fireworks, and Smalls observes that although to the rest of them baseball is just a game, it is Benny's true passion. Later, they are challenged to play against a rival Little League team whom they handily defeat. To celebrate, they visit a fair where they try chewing tobacco obtained by Bertram and ride some rides. The combination has disastrous results. Let's just let's go 4th of July, Sean. This is what makes this movie a masterpiece. This why? Is, why is it so good? It's it's the it was filmed at Magic Hour. Yep. Which is you get maybe maybe half hour to four or five minutes of, um, so it should be just called Magic Forty Five Minutes. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> I will spit my beer out. Uh-huh. Wow. I don't know, man. It does. I don't know if you guys have ever been to a block party either. Yes. I've been to one in my entire life, and it reminded me so much of that. I don't even know if it was on Fourth of July or not, but. The fact that it was 
Uh, Ray Charles. Ray Charles, uh, "America the Beautiful." Yeah. Jesus, perfect fucking song, and forever, forever in the zeitgeist of like the most American songs. Yeah. And when you said in the beginning of this, this is one of the most American movies ever made. This embodies it so much. This is what I think of when I think of the Fourth of July, yeah. because I, as a kid, fireworks are so miraculous. Yes. They stop playing their favorite sport just to fucking gaze at the fireworks, you know. Yeah. And the film takes its time to slow mo around their faces how in awe they are, yeah. and it's it's that's childhood, man. Like you you stop and you stop and think about like, honestly, you're not even thinking about your childhood at that point. You're just thinking about the moment, and that's that's what this movie kind of encapsulates in this scene is that it's all about moments and now as an adult obviously we've said like with uh, multiple movies that we've gone through it's just like we have so much to fucking do and there's it's only the future you know yes. as you're as a kid it's just it's just these moments you're in the moment 100 and it's it's one of my favorite scenes of all time it makes it there's those movies that make you want want that in your life moving forward like i would give anything if my 4th of July felt that way yeah. this year. No kidding. You know, like, you, you strive for that. You want it to be that way. And it's just such, even for me, it wasn't necessarily even the fireworks. It was just that vibe of their block party. Exactly. And running past those sparklers. And there were other little kids, like, doing things, but the big kids were off to off to go do their thing. The adults were, like, kind of, like, giving food to people and yeah. stuff and grilling such and shit. A, such a cool, cool moment. Like, yeah. what a vibe. Best best 4th of July scene in any movie. Ever. One ever. I, I actually think it's, one of, it's my personal, one of my top five scenes ever put to film. Yeah. I love it. All I want to reiterate in that is the Ray Charles version of that song. So good. It's, it's just this free-form vibe of a... Now, wait a minute. And he's mm-hmm. just bringing it around. And... I don't know. They, c- they couldn't have picked a better song. I just want I want a fireworks display dedicated with that music oh, in the background. Yeah, man. That's all I want every year. I don't want to hear I. I don't want to hear "Born in the USA." No. I want to. <laughs> no. hear, I don't want to hear "Put a boot in your ass." Yeah. Like I want to hear Ray <laughs> fucking Charles. I don't want any Copperhead Road. I want <laughs> goddamn Ray Charles. No, no ras- no flats of the rascals. No rascally flats and and Brian Luke's. <laughs> Brian Luke's. <laughs> Puke Brian. <laughs> Sorry if anybody likes him. We're we're very open minded to um, music. Okay, Duke guys. Ryan. <laughs> I need a Richard. Might be mad. <laughs> so okay. So we we can no longer speak about Fourth of July scene. It is okay. it is. Fair. We've said what has to be said. It's one of, the, one of the best scenes ever. We move on to the Little League baseball game, uh, where they play the the rival Little League team. Shut your mouth, Phillips. <laughs> My what, favorite line of the. What is your movie. favorite? What is your favorite back and like? What's your favorite line that is said back and forth? You pee drinking crap face. That's that it. is mine. That's yeah. it. He's pee drinking crap so face. So good. I've the actually way it's delivered. I've brought that back into my life since I've rewatched it. Like, I'm going to start calling people that because yeah. it is a thing. I think it's one of the best like things you could call like your enemy. It's just like yeah. or like somebody you have like absolute disdain for. You're a pee drinking crap face. And, and the, even the way he delivers that, he is intently saying that to this kid and looking right in his yeah. eyeballs. Yeah. You even kind of talked about it. The director. The director was just feeding them lines. Yeah, they they were like, okay, um, <laughs> you, you got, got one. Uh, pee, tell them pee drinking crap face. Yeah, pee drinking crap face. And then they would <laughs> say it a couple of times. I mean, that's incredible <laughs> to just stand there and go back and forth that way. It's so good. And the the kid that plays Phillips too is such a like he's a good actor. Yes, yeah. yes. Like he's a that's a good performance. Like you're like yeah, I automatically hate this dude. I don't, <laughs> totally. Yeah, fuck Phillips. You know. 
Um, we I, said that in Days Confused. If we hate you as an actor, yeah. like as a character, you're a damn good you're actor. You're doing good. Yes. You're doing really good. I, I, I love it because it's like this equivalent of like the biker gang rolling up. But down, to down, Booker, down, down. Booker T yeah. and the MGs, Green yeah. Onions, Green is onions. so perfect for that scene. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. A gun. It's just iconic, man. Yeah. I, I hear that song. I immediately I think of this scene. And I think of their shoes coming up, that shot of their oh, shoes. Oh, yeah, man. And, like, them kicking up to the, yeah. And I'm just like, oh, man, yeah, it's about to be it's about to face off. It's great, man. I love and it. And even the way Porter sees them and throws his stuff down yeah, and starts dude. walking right He's towards them. He's automatically fucking pissed. Stay back, boys. I got this. <laughs> They're like, what, what? Oh, no. Okay, okay. Yeah. So then, obviously, uh, <laughs> I think one of the... The most memorable scenes of the movie is when they they celebrate their victory. Yes, and they go to the carnival and they, uh, what is it? It's uh, Bertram. Bertram. Oh, I forgot, guys. Cha. Oh man, you know he didn't forget. He was just waiting no. for his opportunity. <laughs> He's waiting to for take the it. perfect moment. You yeah. don't feel a big bag of chaw yeah. in your back pocket. <laughs> it's like it looks like a freaking big bag of coffee. He's got or <laughs> something. It's just like I'm guessing what? that's how it came back <laughs> yeah. in the day. I like the shot too. Like it, he pushes it into yeah. the camera and it's kind of out of focus until he puts it in the camera. It's, it's like a the good stuff. The best. The best. That's what it is. <laughs> Did you guys ever chew? No. I've never tried it. Uh, I smoked for a while, but uh, I definitely but did like the, beef jeep, the beef jerky shit I did. Well, yeah, yeah totally oh, different. Okay? I, I totally ate the different. beef jerky, and I bought it in, in actual tubes, not cans. <laughs> yeah. <you know. laughs> but I, I, I've had a moment rewatching this that I'm pretty sure this movie made me say no to chewing tobacco for the rest of my Maybe. life. Maybe. I think so. Because like, be it inherent. did kind of a cool job to be like, it's pretty fun. Yeah. No, it's not. Oh, it turns out No, you don't not. want this. Because then you go on the Lady Luck... Mm-hmm. And you ruin yourself, and you throw up on girls, and makes girls not like you. Yeah. So you don't you d- want that. You don't want that in your life. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently that uh, that the chew itself was made out of beef jerky and licorice. I'll t- I'll tell you this. I if that's what the beef jerky was made out of, the vomit was made out of like split pea soup, oatmeal. Uh, like just a bunch of weird looking shit. Did they have a little cannon that it was shooting out <laughs> yeah, of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like some sort of like squirt cannon thing. And they were like actually hit like people. Random people that didn't <laughs> know what was happening. <laughs> but if that's what they got on film, then that's probably the best reactions <laughs> they got. I say their fucking faces when they when it changes, when they're like having a great time, just like being men, you know, be, yeah. we just had victory, you know. And then when that once it hits them. <laughs> It, the their faces are so good, and and it's the best one is probably like Bertram because he's just like a sick dog in the <laughs> yeah. sitting in that seat, just like just like like a chihuahua or something, man, yeah. just getting thrown around. They all just look miserable, <laughs> but they're also satisfied at the beginning of it. They're also like they're proud of themselves, like yeah, I'm chewing and mm-hmm. being a tough guy, and then it just turns on them. Especially him is like hamming it up. He's like got his arm. <laughs> on, like, like on an invisible lady, you know? <laughs> it's a perfect d- description of like uh, the rapid deterioration of a, of a hard night of drinking. How, how you feel so damn good at first. And you then hit you, that wall. Oops, you went too far. Oh, no. Oh, no. You went too far. <laughs> and you can't go back from that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. So moving along to scene four. One day, Benny hits the team's only baseball so hard that he knocks the cover off of it. And Omen. With Bill away on business for the week, Smalls borrows a baseball from his trophy room that is autographed by Babe Ruth. 
Being ignorant of baseball history, Small does not realize the ball's value and hits his first home run, sending it over into the beast's yard. When the other boys learn of the autograph, they tell Smalls its value and they try to come up with a way to retrieve it. They make several attempts to get the ball out of the yard using makeshift retrieval devices, but each is destroyed by the beast. So now we get back to like the plot as regular scheduled. Right. We had know? we had a fun summer. Everything's going great. Yeah, so they set up the beast and everything like that, and and they set up all these characters, and now you're fucking in love. Now, now yep. you feel like a part of these of, of this cast, you know? And so now it's kind of takes its once that ball's over the fence, it's like it's it's back to uh, Smalls' movie, kind of, kind of, sort of. Yeah, it, he's a he's a catalyst he's in making catalyst. this move along. The one thing I didn't like, uh, and maybe this is just how nice Benny is, right? Benny was so utterly devastated when he broke yeah. when he broke that <laughs> ball, and now we can't play no more, and it's all because of me. I've never seen that happen before. Though. Yeah, an yeah. omen. But then they get a ball, and two pitches later. That ball's gone. And they're like, yeah, Smalls, this is so great. Why yeah. are you mad? Yeah. Why are you mad, Smalls? This is awesome. Yeah. It's like, he's, like, no. he's like, dude, it's your, it's maybe, maybe, the, maybe the shock of his first homer is just too much. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I think the only flaw of this movie is that he's been hanging out with these goons for so long now. Like, I don't know how many. Like, maybe maybe a month I, You know, gone school would have just got out. We're past the 4th of July. Yeah. We're, we're like maybe two months. Okay, yeah. Maybe. So he's, he's been hanging out with them pretty much consistently every day, I yeah. would say. Still doesn't know who Babe Ruth is. Yeah. Yeah, is the own my only dude, flaw? Didn't he fucking? Why didn't he Google it when Exa- he got home? Exactly, no dude. Kidding, That's what I'm he saying. wrote it on his stupid little paper. Yeah. Learn about baseball stuff. Yeah, and you just plug it into your notepad on your phone. Yeah, yeah. Idiot. That's all you have to do. God. He could have asked Siri and yeah. Alexa when he got home. Why didn't you just ask Jeeves? I think that was still a thing. <laughs> back you, didn't even, then. you didn't even need friends when you had Siri and Alexa. <laughs> didn't like MySpace? Wasn't that a thing back I'm then? Pretty sure. Pretty sure. Uh, no, actually, Google back then it did exist, but you had to write away for it. So you had to put all your questions <laughs> and at, at the end of the month in an envelope and send it off <laughs> to Google, and then they send you back. Got, you all got a your letter answers. from Gary Google, yeah, <laughs> Gary Google, and his, it, it just says all the thesauruses. It's his son Gary Google Junior. that's <laughs> heading it up but now. The Smalls is a total nerd. He could have gone to the library. Yeah, yeah. he could have. This could have been an opening for him with Bill to be like, Bill, teach me more about baseball and stuff like that and tell me why this ball is so yeah. important but why is that a thing but nope he didn't want to do it no i, I guess not i think from here on out too it really shows you kind of how good uh tom geary was i thought he was a very solid actor as smalls he, i do too especially because of what you just said where he he was not a nerdy kid mm-hmm. and he was able to transform himself into like that takes think about you're a 12 year old kid and you have to swallow your pride of like no i'm actually a really cool likable kid who's very good at athlete athletic stuff yeah but now i have to pretend like i'm not mm-hmm. and i thought he did a really good job throughout this movie and especially no you don't understand that's my dad's ball yeah yeah, yeah. like he just he does a very good job of <laughs> some some lady uh, babe baby ruth baby <laughs> babe ruth. baby ruth <laughs> babe ruth <laughs> And that's the first hey, time probably that they all actually consider jumping that fence. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They were like, don't even go to the window. But now no. they're all jumping over that fence right. and, and poking their head over. Yeah. I would have done anything, probably. Yeah. I, I, like, I would have straight up gone to the front door and be like, I don't care. Like, I need to get this ball back. You yeah. Know? Um, also, Mr. Myrtle's backyard. The American Picker's dream. <laughs> Can you just imagine... Them going back there. How, mu- how much you want for that? Exactly. <laughs> I'll give you fifty. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Fifty seems like retail. Fifty-six. Yeah. You're sold. 
<laughs> Isn't that a letter, Kenny? The, the dicker. You got a dicker. You got a dicker. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I know we want the obvious solution. It's like, you, you can't. He's the meanest old man, like, in town. And just, like, just, again, just blowing it out of proportion. And I know we're not quite there yet. I, I want. I can't wait till we get to the erector set. I guess. But what's the first one they do? I think the first one is like not the vacuum. Um, fuck. They. It's just a pole. It's like a pole. They just take a pole. Yeah. Out he's of just. It. He's just. Okay. Okay. <laughs> he's getting this. And it's just like they're they're feeding this like long stick through, and it's like okay, there it is. There it is. And then and they're they're poking at it. And then again, their imagination. This massive. Bear paw slams <laughs> down and oh! and they're just wide eyed, just like it's just obnoxious. Then it gets like he yanks it back through. It looks like a like a broom on the other side, <laughs> yeah. like it's all perfectly just like shambled, like split, and yeah, everything yeah. with with drool, I imagine, on it or something. I can say like, from experience that that's accurate too. Mastiffs, their drool is viscous as fuck, <laughs> yes, and it is it is it looks just like that. I'm sure they use like some sort of concoction of KY oh and God. shit, but it's like if you get mastiff drool on you, you feel like you have it on you the rest of the day, yeah, the rest of your life, yeah. almost. <laughs> And then if you're lucky enough, after that they got a little bit they got a little bit better and they put a they put like a, a bucket thing or a, like yep. a, kind of a dish thing on the other side of it. And they were gonna pull it back. Yeah, pull it back. Oh, I got it. I got it. I, got I love it. I love how optimistic Squince is because he's he's the lookout. Yeah. He's he's like the, he's the got, smallest guy. Yeah, he's got the binoculars or whatever the the lookout thing is he's using. But he's like, you got it. Pull, pull it up. That's <laughs> my that's my wife's favorite line <laughs> of the movie. You got it. Pull it up. Pull it up. <laughs> like, we hey, did it. You did it. Look how easy that <laughs> But it is kind of funny because Timmy Timmy goes, Oh, we've been going about this all wrong. And and he like he's like, We need to do an airborne attack, but they were all kind of airborne attacks. Like the, <laughs> yeah. the suction thing was an airborne attack. Yeah. And now let's just put a live human being on it instead. That'll be different. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of weird. Yeah. Well, that the vacuum one, like it it's, just all goes wrong. Yes. That's like the that's like the the pinnacle of just everything going wrong. The vacuum initiate suction number two. Initiate <laughs> suction number two. It's just like <laughs> you got it. Pull it up. <laughs> and then yeah. This is like showing again, like a lot of these guys have their little moment. We've mm-hmm. already talked about a lot of them. And this is this is Timmy's, Timmy's moment. moment. And I thought it was Smalls for the longest time before. And then he shakes his head off. <laughs> He's like, we've been going about this all wrong. Uh-huh. It's one of my favorite. Before- I blame myself. <laughs> it's one of my favorite like sequences from one of these actors. I think that whole performance that he has while he's covered in all that vacuum dust is somehow like the best monologue of the film yeah to me like he's it just seems so genuine he's like sincere yeah it's just like well he just he just went through an explosion you know and everyone's just kind of shocked that he comes out and he looks like a ghost you know he's i don't know it's there's something about him i'm just like it's so natural He's defeated yet still determined. Yeah. <laughs> and they're going through all this shit. And and like they're jumping off the treehouse. They're like just doing everything they can to get out. And that, yeah, <laughs> it's so good. And then then we get to the erector set, right? It was the baseball glove suction, and then it was the erector set, and then okay. they dropped in, yeah, yeah. And then they drop it. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Okay. At, and that was after he goes, We've been going about this all wrong. Yeah. We yeah, need yeah. an airborne, airborne attack. attack. Yeah. Airborne attack. Even though a couple of them were airborne attacks. No big deal. <laughs> they were. Down catapult. So. <laughs> Down catapult. Close catapult. <laughs> uh, yeah. The for some reason I always was questioning why. Uh, yeah, yeah. Did uh, yeah when he was up in the air. 
<laughs> and in that documentary, I, I learned that he's like, I saw like Bugs Bunny do that on like some bits, and I and I did it just just randomly. And David like David the director liked it, so he kept it. Yeah. <laughs> God, like okay, great. good. I guess. Well, thank God that wasn't written in the script, <laughs> <Yeah>. bro. <laughs> oh man. So just as all hope seems lost, Benny has a dream in which the spirit of Babe Ruth advises him to use his speed and skills to retrieve the ball himself. Benny goes over the fence to retrieve the ball, but the dog breaks its chain and leaps over the fence in pursuit. It chases Benny through town and eventually back to the sandlot. Benny jumps back into Mr. Myrtle's yard, but the beast crashes through the fence, which falls down on top of it. Smalls and Benny lift the the fence to free the dog, who shows gratitude by licking Smalls and leading them to the stash of baseballs. They meet Mr. Myrtle, who turns out to be a former baseball player. He kindly trains them the chewed-up ball for one autograph by all of the 1927 New York Yankees and asks Smalls and Benny to visit him weekly to talk more about baseball. Smalls gives this ball to Bill, and their father and son relationship improves. Benny earns his nickname the Jet, and he goes on to play for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Woo! So you did have you said you did have a uh, a Mastiff growing up. I did. Yeah, uh, his name was Chuck, and yeah, he was. He, they're fucking great dogs. The only they're thing, huge, huge, very, very slobbery and huge, and much like the one in this movie is is like just huge. Um, and so the thing, especially if you're going through puberty and you have one, the thing you got to watch out for is that tail, my boy. Wow. And they get excited, and that, that thing fucking whips you in the balls. You're down for the count, wow. obviously. And that and they get excited a lot. You know, as that's all I'm saying. But lovely, lovely dogs. Um, very good guard dogs and uh, R.I.P. Chuck, because uh, it reminded me a bunch of him when I watched this movie. Yeah, yeah. My buddy uh, Dilly had a, had a great Dane, mm-hmm. so, like, much similar in size and we used to play a game where we would jump on the trampoline and we'd do these fun things and if you lost whatever the game was you had to run from the trampoline to the other end of the yard to try to jump over the fence before the great dane noah would chase you (laughs) and he just thought it was fun right and you'd turn around just like benny would in this movie you would turn around and that dog is just going oh Oh, yeah nipping at your feet and Uh. and if you didn't make it to the fence he would tackle you and then kiss you in the face (laughs) you know and it just it brought back a ton of memories of just how big those dogs were especially when you were a younger kid right and having them chase you and and benny's benny's all in it man he probably ran what 10 miles through that town oh yeah when he got that ball exhausted like by the end of it all. yeah like he does he looks exhausted I, I remember as a kid watching it happen and he does it and they do that little bit of a more or less the 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 standoff yeah and he runs pf flyers it's like a, yeah, a shoe dude. guaranteed to make a kid run faster and jump, jump higher. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I looked. I looked up a pair last night. I'm like, can yeah. I still buy these? You I can. Want a pair of these? They've come back, and I remember. I remember selling them for a while when I worked at a shoe store. I, and I always thought about it. They they are like a way more comfortable oh, Chuck yeah. Taylor shoe. They oh, yeah. really are. <laughs> <laughs> they that's literally what they are. Damn. But I remember when he when he does that and he he gets the ball. And he jumps the fence back over, and they're all cheering and everything. And then you hear the 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 laugh that. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember as a kid, my pelvic floor just dropping out from below me. <laughs> I just be like, oh shit, oh no, you're dead, you're, dead. you're gonna get it. Oh. And yeah, this then ensues uh, the wipeout scene of this chase that is just epic. It's so good. Yeah. And I got to say real quick before this, the dream sequence of Babe Ruth, Art LaFleur is Babe Ruth. Yeah. Perfect casting. He, perfect. Looks exactly like Babe Ruth. 
Um, but it's cool because most of the advice that kids get from the from people is either them learning it themselves or from dreams with legends. Apparently, like a kid, like a kid, they do what their idols might do. And so he has this dream, and really is just like like no no real adult is telling him this. And I like movies like this where there it's just like there's little to no adults involved yeah. anywhere. Um, and so what he learns from this is uh, that he has in a dream from his favorite baseball player of all time, you know. And so he gets the bravery that way. And I think that's such a, a, a kid moment because, uh, like, I don't know, like, like in Quentin Tarantino, I was like, yeah, go make movies, dude. Just just do, do it. Do what your idol yeah. says. Yeah, Not because your parents told you to. I didn't just... go to film school. I just watched movies. So I'm yeah. just watch movies, you know. There's a cool cool thing that in the dream that I didn't know as a kid, too. Uh, Babe Ruth says, I don't know why, but can I have this? yeah. yeah. And he's holding a, a Hank Aaron Hank baseball Aaron. card, yeah. which, of course, if you're a baseball fan, Hank Aaron goes on to break Babe Ruth's all-time record. So <laughs> <laughs> you can tell the director's clearly a baseball yeah. fan, and he wants to put that stuff in there, Definitely. Yeah, which is super cool. It was really cool. Yeah. Um, did that cake look at all good to you when you guys? <laughs> no. Okay. No, well, the cake looked good, but I didn't want to eat it because of the guys who made it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> made with their own sweat They're, and blood. Yeah, and that's what I imagine is in like the the fucking food coloring Ugh. for the frosting. And they're just they're just like oh 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 <laughs> like it's some sort of like three three Stooges side characters. Oh, the cake that we got to jump over, and oh, they're throwing pies <laughs> around it. And then they sit down. They're like oh, and then. <laughs> It's like Laurel and Hardy. <laughs> it totally yeah, is. It's just like okay, and then it all drops on him, and you're just like, yeah, now I really don't want it. <laughs> Ew, I was gonna eat that. I was gonna try it at least. <laughs> the whole uh, I love the Wolfman at, in the theater, but like, why is anybody in a in a theater watching the Wolfman <laughs> like with just like fold out chairs, in a school yeah. gym? It seemed like yeah, it seemed like a community movie yeah. like a free movie night you know yeah come yeah, watch wolfman <laughs> yeah. we're Aaron wolfman oh that's the new one right <laughs> even when they finally meet james earl jones who i just love james earl jones uh -huh. and to find out that he's actually like he comes out he's so mean and oh he's gonna be so mean oh, he's, yeah. why didn't you just ring the doorbell could have got it for you God and then come on inside why didn't you yeah. just knock on the door and even, gotten it for you. even the way he describes like his smile when he talks about yeah. baseball and and how great it is. And he knows, he's like, this is an important ball, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> like, he yeah. just knows he that for some it, reason. It. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> I, it's so cool. And the funny thing about James Earl Jones, he obviously went on to do Field of Dreams, too, yeah. another mm -hmm. iconic baseball movie. Yeah. But he has said that he actually hates baseball. He hates baseball. <laughs> he doesn't like baseball at all. Yeah. It's That's pretty, so weird. It's pretty awesome. But <laughs> yeah. he, he portrays it very, again, very good actor because I think James Earl Jones loves baseball. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I think I've, like he literally I believed it so much and get goosebumps every single time he says baseball was life <sighs> that's the way I played and like and that, I was good at it and you I knew was good you at knew it, Babe Ruth you know? who George George <laughs> <laughs> um, that's so good I, I read or I saw two or I think I read um, that the kids were actually like very intimidated by Dennis Leary but they are very intimidated by James Earl oh, Jones because God, he's yeah. the voice of Darth Vader. <laughs> oh. And at that point, those kids would have been like fucking all on fire for Star Wars, you know? Yeah. And so I can imagine like when I, I assume some of the crew members told Said, them. Said, hey, do it. Do the Darth Vader Well, that, I, I, I assume some of the crew members told the kids that he is Darth Vader voice, you know? And so they're probably like, oh, shit, what? No, he can't be. And so, I mean, like them being kind of stoic and, and kind of scared of him, it's probably somewhat real. Yeah, you know? yeah. I, I always wondered. I'm like, man, they really got a guy to. 
that looked like Benny at the end there. Yeah. It was actually his real brother. Yeah. Was pa- it really? Pablo Vitar was Mike Vitar's brother, and he was, <laughs> oh, he played shit. Benny at the end of the movie with that amazing thumbs up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, what a thumbs up. Like, damn. Yeah. It was like, good. As a kid, I'm like, is that a real baseball player? Because it looks like it could be. Yeah. <laughs> Still today, honestly. I, totally, right? Oh. And, and how cheesy was it that he had that fucking hat on the at hat the end? Back. The hat was back. <laughs> oh, man, I didn't like that. I was he like, grew God. into it, I suppose. <laughs> didn't look as big and dumb, did it? Yeah, didn't look quite as stupid. <laughs> Apparently didn't listen to his best friend Benny and no. burned it in the fireplace. Yeah, exactly. I liked when uh, he, he finally gives the ball back to Dennis Leary, his stepdad. He's, I just thought to myself, he's, the narration was like, he grounded me for a week, and I was just thinking to myself, like, you know I have to kill you now, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, you're done. You know who I am, right? You're, you're I'm no Dennis longer. Dennis Leary. Yeah. <laughs> I am going. I'm an to, asshole. I'm going, to, I'm going to. I'm going to literally light you on fire. It's going to become another cool drama with starring Dennis Leary and Karen Allen. Yeah. Without you now, kid. Right. <laughs> They're going to be on the run in yeah. the '60s from. <laughs> Yeah, doing this there from kid. child massage. Yeah, <laughs> child massage. <laughs> oh man, Bertram no. got really into the sixties, and no one ever saw him. No again. one ever really saw him again. So you want to get into like what happened to them right now? Whatever you want, man. You do that. We're at the end here. I mean, I imagine him with like really long hair, like Slater hair, <laughs> yeah. but also like really crummy facial hair, and he's just like, and his glasses. That he's probably had to tape up a couple of times by yeah. now, um, and like that's what he's that's no nah, Bertram doing. over Odie and died for he sure OD'd. for <laughs> sure Odie on LSD yes he is done Bertram's no longer he's uh, still tripping over, over the- <laughs> yeah. he's reliving the same summer over and over <laughs> um, I, I I think it's such a like I think it's why it reminds me of Stand by Me because I think Stand by Me does like the whole yeah this is what they went on to do and stuff like that. And that's what I love about it is I'm like, I'm just like, cause some of it's dark, like mm-hmm. especially Bertram's and stuff like that. And then some of it's like outrageous, like squints, you know, he married Wendy Pevacorn and they outrageous. had nine kids. Yeah. <laughs> they have nine kids. They own Vincent's trucks or this day. You know, it's like, it's so cool though. I, what do you guys think about the whole, I, I love it. Yeah. I'm, I'm a, always a huge fan of that. Yeah. We've talked about that in a previous episode. I think yeah. of where we, we want that if they don't give it to us. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think they did such a good job and you get to see them playing their, playing their position and as they do they disappear or yeah timmy cool. and tommy grew up designing tree ha- prefab tree houses and now they make mini malls <laughs> like, i think called mini malls yeah. <laughs> like there's a bunch of them uh, that that it, it's like it kind of warms you up to know that they like most of them went on to do some good things and then and then you hear smalls is the last one to move away he yep. said mm. which always confused me because i was like but it's benny who's running the bases <laughs> that was what always confused me at the end of this movie i was like uh, true. wait a second that's benny that's but, benny <laughs> so oh, it's wow. been benny big twist we've been listening to benny the whole time no oh yeah they're the same person <laughs> It's a Tyler Durden twist. Oh, <laughs> fan theory. Hell. Well, what do you think? Should we uh, should we wrap it up with some modern day ratings? I think so. Gap it. AJ, I'm going to let you go first. I'm going to tell you right now. I enjoyed this movie just as much as um, when I watched it originally. So I, I'm not going to. I'm actually not going to shift on this at all. Nice. I'm an 8.5 man. I love watching this movie. So this is the summer equivalent to me uh, that for um, uh, a Christmas story. Yeah. That's how I feel about it. The outlandish flashbacks, the obnoxious, um, you know, imagination getting the best of you as a kid and everything. And that's what that's what Kirsten's story is for me. Kind of a sim, almost a similar 
era, you Definitely. know, the old old yeah. era and everything. And and I just I just love that. I love the reminiscence of, of childhood and and how you how you perceived everything and somebody narrating it to you back in the day. It was a big deal, and now we were laughing about it. You know, that's kind of the vibe I get, mm-hmm. and I love it, man. Eight point five. It's a great great flick to throw on. What about right you, on. Sean? Uh, yeah, man, I I truly think this movie's a masterpiece. Um, I I when I when I say it should be considered an art film, I do actually believe that and and reiterate that. Um, just like the way that it's structured is so like you don't see movies do this nowadays, especially nowadays. It's just like they don't make ensemble movies like this and have you focus on one character and then a group of characters and then the one character again. Kind of, uh, they just don't do that nowadays. And I was shocked. I watched this movie. I rewatched this movie like maybe three or four years ago, and was just completely taken by that. I'm just like, I've never seen movies do this anymore, and it is such. It works so well, and I don't know why people don't do it anymore. But um, what was I like a eight point five? You were an eight on the on the dot. An eight on the dot. I am a nine point five. I think oh. I think this movie's a masterpiece, and will oh like just like I said, like baseball will always stand up and live the test of time. Um, like new generations of kids keep watching it and keep yep. loving it just as much as we did, and so um, I think it will continue to do that. It's uh, it's like a testament to the sanctity of baseball and friendship. Yeah, of like they could have easily just said "fuck you, Smalls," uh, like good luck because you just ruined your life. But they did. They they not only wanted to help their friend get that ball back, but they also believed in the sanctity of that ball right. because of how how important Babe Ruth was mm-hmm. to their game. Exactly. And I mean, it's it's that meme, right? Where they there's the photo of the Sandlot kids, and it says, "At some point in your childhood, you and your friends went outside to play together for the last time, and nobody knew it." Oh shit! God, like I just no. I chilled all over my bodies, and it's yeah. just such a perfect way to put all that into into a movie and a vibe and even some of the things that get said like meant so much more to me today when Benny says stop thinking have fun yeah man I, I have problems Definitely. when I in my band like all I do is think yep I don't I very rarely sometimes stop and be like this is fucking awesome mm-hmm. and I and I'd started doing that recently after watching this and and that whole thing that everybody has one chance to do something to great mm-hmm. you have one chance you got to take it when you get it heroes get remembered legends never die like it it makes you think about that take whatever you're doing to the next level and like go beyond and make something legendary out of it it's it's fantastic i mean i i'm it's by no means like my favorite sports movie ever but it's so good so i'm i'm up to an eight on this one nice yeah it's amazing hearing those lines as a kid i think is was so is so important and and like you're saying sean fact that new kids keep watching this and enjoying it and loving it and it kind of keeps going through these generations of people and hearing lines that legends never die and you got to take your shot you get one shot sometimes and that's all you got and you know do something special have your friends i just think it's a it's it's such a great thing that happens throughout time this movie is legendary yeah and it'll always be remembered yep there's a reason why pete like thousands of people went to the reunion the cast reunion to like Mm. rewatch the movie because it meant so much to them so absolutely well, we hope you enjoyed the episode as of the recording at the end of June 2021. This is available for free on Hulu with a subscription. Otherwise, you have to purchase it on a streaming platform or pop in that old VHS or DVD. Tune in next Wednesday as we drop back into Mini Byte Land to tackle 
Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis. When I was dead broke, man, I couldn't picture this shit. <laughs> Fifty-inch screen, money green, leather sofa. Okay. Oh <laughs> shit! Anyway, we're gonna talk to Super Super Nintendo, Spin. Sega Genesis, yeah. and after that, back to the back to the summertime classic movie reviews. This is a Patreon slash AJ pick. Oh, heavyweights. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Oh, dude I'm so excited. It's oh, gonna gosh. be fantastic. So, <laughs> so AJ, t- take them out. How can they find us? How can they support us, baby? The best way to support us is like we said at the very beginning of this episode. With all those reviews, make sure you're telling your friends yeah. in any way possible that you can, because we just appreciate that so much. Uh, but you can definitely find us on any platform that you can hear podcasts. Uh, that would be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Castbox, Stitcher, Pocket, 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 Pocket Box Cast, he, yeah, and yeah. So, Pocket Cast, and uh, uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> but any any platform you can listen uh, to uh, podcasts on, you can find us there. Make sure you're dropping us a review when you can. Five stars, thumbs ups, hit the subscribe button, and make sure you're following along on social media. That's Facebooks. Dot com slash confused breakfast, Twitter confused be fast, but then we got Instagram and that's confused breakfast, and of course TikTok confused breakfast. Shit, yeah. Don't forget that voicemail three one nine eight zero four ninety five ninety six. I think that's it for us, huh? Get on that Patreon, man. I am looking at a print of one of our shirts right now, oh. uh, and you could totally buy those right now, folks. Oh, I'm telling right. you. And actually, to the Patreon people, we have not yet offered this up to the public so patreon gets first dibs we haven't forgot about you no we're printing them as we speak so they are coming soon edit that out okay goodbye (laughs) seeking the truth never gets old Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.